Warning! Anime out of context has strong language, spoilers, stupidly wrong ideas, and general silliness. Neither of our hosts are professionals and do not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I anxiously count the moments until I am finally free from this weeaboo hellscape. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And have we got a treat for you. Oh, God. So, Remington, we've been doing this for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gone pretty well so far. <laughs> that it has, Sean, a little too well. Yeah. And, you know, I had this really cool curriculum laid out. Mm-hmm. And my plan was, you know, we have a lot of slice of life animes that we just listened to. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to have to mix it up. I'll get something a little more action orientated. You know, I'm going to have something maybe a bit more dramatic, something really fancy and fun. You know, so I thought today that's what we would do. But <laughs> you ruined my curriculum. Yeah, I've, I've been a bit worried about today because usually I'm told nearly nothing about what anime you are going to show me. This week, you have told me one thing, and it's that you are going to punish me. Yep. And don't worry, it's not the most punishing anime I can think of. (laughs) That, That doesn't help me at all because I know that those, the most punishing anime, will come eventually. I mean, that's fair. Uh... But today is a very special day, Rem. Shit. I have toiled over what kind of trash I would show you to make up for you ruining my perfect curriculum. So today, I've decided to do another slice of life comedy anime. We're in dangerous territory. Yep. Uh, I liked the last one, which I wasn't supposed to. Maybe, maybe the stars will align and I'll like this one too? You're going to have some serious problems if you do, my friend. Oh, God. So this anime covers a couple different themes. Okay. It's got the romance, it's got the comedy, it's got the slice of life, and it actually is heavily focused on otaku culture. Yeah, I totally understand what that is. Okay, do you know what a weeaboo is? Yes, I understand weeaboo. All right, what's a weeaboo? A weeaboo, it's somebody who is into Japanese culture to such an extreme extent, uh, usually in a very mocking manner. It's used to mock the weeaboos, usually. So basically, a Japanophile. Yeah, somebody who's super into it to a level that makes others uncomfortable around them. Well, I'm proud of you, Rem. That's actually correct. Hell yes. So I take it you don't know what an otaku is, then? It's a nicer word for weeaboo is going to be my guess based on your previous question. You're on the right track. Sweet. Otaku is a Japanese word, obviously. It's a word that generally means to be obsessed with something. This is already sounding a lot like weeaboo. Ah, yes. Our best analogous term for it would be nerd. Oh, okay. Right? It's just someone who really likes things and stuff and likes to talk about that stuff. You get really passionate. Yeah. Because I'm a nerd. And I'm a nerd. Exactly. So technically we're both otaku. See, when you phrase it like that, maybe it's just because it's in the realm of this podcast. I do feel just a little bit uncomfortable about it. That's fair. Otaku 
While it can be used to describe any type of nerd, when we use it here in America or in other English-speaking places, it usually refers to someone who is an anime fan, who likes anime stuff. Ah, okay. So you would be an otaku, and I definitely would not be an otaku following that, that definition of it. Precisely. And it also means that I'm not a weeaboo, because though I love a lot of Japanese stuff, I don't blindly think it's the best thing on the face of the planet. Ah, okay. And I feel like that's an important distinction to understand as we go forward. <laughs> Is this just your way of trying to convince our listeners that you are not, in fact, the weeaboo that we make you out to be? Uh, no comments. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, this show has a lot to do with otaku culture in Japan. But it's a bit of an older show. The show aired in 2010. Okay. A bit of an awkward time for uh, anime fans in general because there was still a bit of a stigma around liking anime. Is there not a stigma anymore? Well, there is. <laughs> but if, as soon as you say so, hear someone say, I like anime, you're not going to immediately turn tails and run the other way because you assume they're into the weird, bouncing, jiggling tits and panty shots galore. <laughs> that, I mean, I... I so far still have that impression, but maybe that will one day change. That is the entire point of our podcast, friend. <laughs> I'm working on it, all right? Give me some time after I punish you. So Fuck. this anime has essentially two main characters, Kyosuke and Kirino. Why Why always with the Ks? Always with the awkward Ks that I ha I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing. I don't understand. What, you do not like the letter K? I'm fine with the letter K. I just feel like for protagonists, we have an awkward amount of Ks starting these names. I mean, yeah, a little bit, but it's such a strong consonant. But yeah, I get what you're saying. We've got a lot of hard Ks in our protagonists. All right, remind me those names because I've already forgotten. Kyosuke. Kyosuke. And Kirino. 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 Fuck. <laughs> You'll get it. I'm so bad at Japanese. Yeah, if it makes you feel better, Kyosuke's full name is Kyosuke Kyosaka. Oh, come the fuck on. Yeah. This is bullshit. Well, it usually ends up being that way. Now, it's about these two people. Kyosuke is your average, normal, 17-year-old high school student. And so I, I assume Kyosuke, uh, he, he's he's going to be the man, and then Kiruno? Kirino. Kirino is going to be the female? Yes. Yes, fantastic. And Kyosuke, I'm going to guess that he, like every other goddamn anime protagonist, is going to be a bland bitch. Pretty much, yeah. God damn it. He does have some character traits. Yeah, some character traits. Sometimes he's a whiny bland bitch. Yeah, we've heard this story before. Keep going with your characterization. It's about these two characters. They've known each other for a long time. But in recent years, they just haven't been getting along. Kirino has, for reasons unbeknownst to him, constantly scorned him and has just been a basic bitch towards him. And he doesn't understand why. How doesn't he understand why? Well, apparently he forgot the reason. <laughs> he forgot! Or he just didn't understand the reason in the first place. <laughs> it's like, you, you, just, you just bang a girl's best friend and murder her mom, and it's like, why is she mad at me? I don't get it, Sean. See, now you're channeling your inner Yuna right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into that yandere state of mind. Which is a very dangerous state of mind to be in. At any rate, their relationship is tenuous at best right now. 
but they're in a situation where they have to constantly see each other. I mean, it's tenuous at best right now, but following my theory of anime, two characters of matching sexual orientations will always have sexual or romantic tension between them. They're going to be together by the end. That's just gonna happen. That I'm. Uh, that is my prediction, but I'm so confident in it that it's borderline a spoiler. I mean, that's a very fair assumption to make. I mean, it is listed as a romantic comedy, after all. Exactly. And one day, after bumping into Kirino uh, and knocking her down, a lot of her stuff spills out, like, from her bag. Of course, and, as you and, do. Uh, and in her frustration from running into him, she quickly grabs all her things and, and leaves. Ah, but she leaves something. She does. Lying on the ground, just out of sight, is a anime DVD. Okay. And you have to remember that this was a specific time period where liking anime is considered a bit of a uh, social outcast kind of thing. We're getting weirdly meta here having anime in anime. Yeah, yeah. Though I suppose, I suppose I often watch television shows where they're watching TV. So that's just, it's just weird for me because I'm so Western and unused to anime, but it's a, it should be a really normal thing. That's just my bias. Yes. So of course, Kiyosuke picks this up, looks at it and is like, oh, that's weird. I wonder who this belongs to. <laughs> oh, he's such a dumbass already. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, he goes to try and figure out who it belongs to, which, of course, leads him to Kirino. This is the worst Cinderella story ever. Just, oh, is this your anime DVD? I must find the girl who likes this anime DVD. She is the fairest in all the kingdom. But except it's anime and all bullshit and we're going to be really bad. Oh, I'm not looking forward to this. But here's the thing, man. Before he even conducts his investigation, he opens up the case to see what's on the inside. So, you know. And the disc inside is completely different from the outside anime. Oh, no. Because what is inside is what is known as an eroge. I have no idea what that means, and I've mentioned this before. Things I don't understand frighten me. Well, this should frighten you a little oh, bit. Oh, fuck. So, based on the word eroge, do you have any idea what it could mean? So, here's, here's going to be my expert linguistic skill coming in handy. All right. Ero, like eros, like Greek for love. So you love the gays. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I... I... <laughs> I take it that I am, I nailed that shit. You're half right. Arrow, which is love, but it's more erotic. Mm. And gay is a shorten of game. Oh. So an arrow gay is... It's an erotic game. It's a sex game. Oh, Jesus Christ. We've been doing so well with the not hypersexualization. Oh, don't worry. It's not as bad as you think. Because what an eroge is is just a subgenre of a visual novel. Okay. And so it's, it's a sexy visual novel. Yep. It's just a visual novel with sexy stuff in it. Hmm. For 18 years of age and older. <laughs> no, nobody younger than that. If you are under 18 and you are playing eroge games... Me and Sean will personally find you and put a stop to it. After we confiscate the game. Of course, that's a cause for concern. After all, Kirino is not 18. 
Ooh. So he's like, all right, that's a bit weird. Gonna go find out who this is. Finds out it's Kirino. And uh, a confrontation happens where she asks him if, it th if he thinks it's weird that she likes anime and things like that. And of course, being the protagonist that he is, he's like, that's not that weird. Was it weird to like anime in Japan? Yeah. It was a big social stigma because, there, as you know, there's a lot of really hypersexualized stuff in anime. There's a lot of violence in anime. It's the same with normal, any kind of media. You know how they're banned books, banned TV shows. It's the same basic thing. I guess that's just really weird to me. It is, but it is a thing that happened. It's nowhere near as big of a stigma nowadays. Mm -hmm. But before, like, late 2000s, 2010 in that time frame, it could be a little controversial to like some animes, because a lot of them just devolve into smut. Don't I know it. Yep. So, of course, having a young girl be in possession of these things could be a bit awkward. And, of course, Kyosuke's like, well, that's not that big of a deal. If you like it, you like it. It's all right. Not that bad of a hobby. And later, she comes back and talks to him and, and asks him for advice. Advice for what, Sean? Well, advice surrounding how she should treat her hobby and how she go about continuing with her hobby. What, what, you, 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 how do I continue watching anime? I don't know, just watch anime. I watch Netflix all the time. You just do it in your spare time. Don't let it consume your life. There you go. Boom. Well, that's the thing. is She's not only keeping it a secret from everybody else, she's also keeping it a secret from her best friends, her classmates, her parents. This is so fucking weird. Like, this is some sort of drug. Yes. You got, like, this anime black market going on at this high school. Yep, and she wants advice on how she should best handle the situation, and Kyosuke, being the nice guy that he is, agrees to help her out. So the whole show is their kind of romantic borderline comedy experience of integrating anime into her standard life and becoming more comfortable with sharing the fact that she likes anime and things like that. This is a really stupid concept. And, you know, that doesn't sound too bad, does it? <laughs> it's not sounding great. Yeah, but I mean, it sounds like a start to a rom-com that could have some kind of development, doesn't it? Yeah, right now it just sounds boring, but I'm sure it's going to get worse than boring. Aren't you curious about something, Remington? I'm curious about a lot of things. Uh, one thing I'm... Wait, wait, what's the title? We haven't gotten to the title. There it is. The title is what makes the show extra interesting. Ah, shit. It's a very long title because this was uh, an anime translated from a visual novel. Uh, not a visual novel, a light novel. Oh, perfect. The title of this anime I'm not going to be able to pronounce ever is what you're telling me. Pretty much. The full Japanese title is... Ore no imoto ga konai kawaii wake ga nai. Holy, oh my god. Did you want to try pronouncing that? Oh, I'm done. It started <laughs> with an O sound, I think. It's okay, because the creator thought of this and has a shortened version of the title for you. Oh, good. Ore imo. Ore imo. Yep, or ore imo. Ore imo. Yeah. Okay. Pretty straightforward, huh? Do you want to know what that title means outright? Not really, but you're going to tell me anyway. The direct translation is, my little sister can't be this cute. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, God, it's it's got so infinitely worse. <laughs> so if you hadn't placed it together, Kirino's last name is also Kyosaka. No! And she is his little sister. This isn't okay. Mm -hmm. 
Right, Kirino is a 14-year-old middle school student. This is everything I have had a problem with so far, <laughs> boiled into one. Yep. Allow me to read you a more accurate synopsis, then. Could you not? Kyosuke Kiyosaka, a fairly normal high school student, doesn't get along with his little sisters for reasons unbeknownst to him. She keeps him at a great distance and only interacts with scathing comments. One day, Kiyosuke finds a dropped eroge in the entryway of his home, and later learns that it belongs to his sister. As it turns out, his sister has become a closet otaku, unbeknownst to her friends and family, and she requests her big brother to help her adjust socially. I really don't like this right now. Oh, what's the matter, Rem? I, this is saying something because of the podcast we are currently recording. I don't think I've, I've felt this viscerally uncomfortable yet while recording this podcast. Well, if it makes you feel better. It won't. There are some tropes that you'll be familiar with. Oh, yay! Because Kirino is an example of a tsundere. Hey, nailed that one. Yep. Problem is, though, she is a terrible tsundere. <laughs> Jesus. Constantly violent for no reason. Her dare side rarely shows. And quite frankly, she's just kind of bitchy. You know, in this case, I'm perfectly fine that the dare side doesn't show much because it's her goddamn brother. Oh, don't worry. It's not like in the very end they have a proper relationship or anything. <laughs> I I sense there's a little sarcasm in that, you son of a bitch. Only a little. It doesn't go straight across the border, but there are some touchy things. I swear to God, if they have sex, I am leaving the room. <laughs> what, you don't want to sit here and watch some borderline inc incestual stuff go down? First of all, ain't borderline. Second of all, I would hope that if they go that route, which at this point, I wouldn't be surprised, they would at very least do the Sword Art Online thing and just allude to it without saying it outright. But hey, there is hope. Because there are two other potential romantic interests. Oh, okay. I'm rooting for them already. Yep, there's Kyosuke's childhood friend who is a pretty normal girl herself, but very, you know, kind and compassionate. Mm -hmm. And there's also Kirino's friend, who's also an otaku, who's only a year older, so it's fine. Okay. So, 15. Still, it's... if I is already too sexual for the ages, but that's... I, I, I can't believe that I'm saying, like, oh, at least she's 15. That's not... This is what this podcast has done to me. It's making <laughs> me say shit like that. Oh, Ram, you seem a little distraught. Oh, God. I, I knew you were going to punish me. We haven't even watched any of it yet, and I, I'm already ready to throw in the towel. Would you like to know some more stuff about this show, Ram? Not really. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Yep. So... Not only does his little sister constantly play Eroge, would you like to know the topic of the Eroge his little sister constantly plays? <laughs> I really wouldn't. I think you can guess. Oh god, it's it's incest, isn't it? Little sisters. Motherfucker. Cause her his little sister is a siscon. I don't know what that is. Well, sis is sister and con is complex. Oh Jesus Christ. So her favorite type of games to play is games involving little sisters. I hate everything on this world. There's nothing worthwhile. <laughs> and Remington, the funny thing about this anime is, 
It's very highly rated. What the fuck? It, the average rating is about 7 to 7.5 out of 10. How? Well, think about it from the perspective of Shut-In Otaku. It's an anime that has a lot of talking about how it's okay to be an otaku and how it should be more socially acceptable. So they naturally gravitate towards that. No, 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 no. Okay, here's, here's going to be my main problem with this. You're like, oh, they're talking about how being an otaku should be acceptable. Oh, how should they discuss that? With incest! <laughs> That's not how you make something acceptable. I wonder, I wonder why there's such a stigma against us. You know what? Let's make a romantic comedy about a brother and sister discussing the issue. No! That is the wrong execution to solve this problem! But Remington. No, no, you know what? Don't. I'm not even gonna allow you to butt Remington. You are just. <laughs> run, there's no defense. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean. No, 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 no. I mean no butts. This is a ridiculous, terrible thing. I don't understand it. This is my punishment for liking one anime I wasn't supposed to. This terrible mess. Oh, it's not that you liked an anime that you weren't supposed to is the problem. The problem is, is that it completely ruined my curriculum. <sighs> the curriculum that I spent weeks upon weeks painstakingly constructing to have the perfect introductory experience, and that was taken away from me. Oh, this is a punishment that no man deserves. And this isn't even close to the worst of this genre. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wait, wait, what, what do you mean this genre? Oh, did I not tell you? Oh, This God. anime kind of was a flagship in a specific genre. I hate this. The emoto genre. <laughs> oh, God. And if you've been paying attention, emoto is little sister. It's been a thing for years, but Oreimo is the one that really, really got the, the fans going for it. I, I have uh, an open question to any fans, and I'm going to pose this in part one. Feel free to send an email with your answer over on to animeoutofcontext at gmail. A uh, question to all fans of this particular anime, or any in this genre. Why? 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 So if you could just uh, send your answers on to that so I can even fathom, even try to understand, because right now, Sean, I don't. Well, don't worry, Rem. It has been known in animes that have even a hint of this subcontext to it to pull the old incest bait and switch. What is the incest bait and switch? Well, get the idea of incest into people's heads, maybe with a little sister that is in love with her big brother. But then out of nowhere, just completely disregard that and have him have a proper relationship with someone that's not his little sister. I don't think that makes it okay, though. Well, I guess we'll just have to watch some episodes to find out then, shall we? Oh, I mean, ideally we just skip that step, but that won't happen. No, no, you're gonna have to watch some episodes. At least three, maybe four, maybe even five. <laughs> This is going to be fun. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching a grand total of three episodes of Ore Imo, or My Little Sister Can't Be This Cute. Remington, 
How you feeling, buddy? Sean, in part one, when you were describing it, and I thought, okay, this is probably going to be bad, you know, maybe at the beginning of part two, I'll try and pretend that I liked it, and he'll say, really, and I'll go on this tangent about how I actually don't. I don't have the energy to even pretend for a single moment that this anime was anything but god-awful. But Remington, it was only three episodes. Three episodes of some of the worst shit I have ever seen. Can't be that bad, Remington, come on. It is that bad, from the characters, to the plot, to the uncomfortable incest, everything was terrible. But Remington, there wasn't that much blatant incest in there. There was so much implied incest. Every other scene, it's like, oh, by the way, have you thought about banging your sister? Here are people who have thought about banging their sister. Look at this game all about banging your sister. By the way, you have a sister. Have you banged her? It happens all the time. But Remington, it's okay. Usually in anime, when they bring up this kind of let's say, romantic subplot, for lack of a better term. Usually they cut it with a little bit of more acceptable things, like the sister is adopted or not by the same parents. Not this one. Oh yeah, no, she's totally related by blood. Yep, they, they are not trying to lead you astray, unless, unless there's this grand finale where it's like, oh, you're actually not related, so you can bang, which isn't a better fate for me at all. I don't want them to bang, I don't want them to be together, and there's, there's technically another romantic interest. Technically I, two. But I hate, one of, the, have I met both of them? Yeah. Because I feel only one has shown to be a romantic interest. Right now, the romantic interests in the first two episodes, there's the sister, oh dear God, and then there is, and this is a title they use, the Queen of Normal, Miss Plain, I don't remember her name, nobody remembers her as a person, she's super bland and annoying, I don't care about her. The funny thing is, they don't actually mention her name in the first three episodes at all. <laughs> okay, so so I didn't just forget. They just don't mention it. Why? They just say that she's plain and boring. Yep. What a great way to describe your characters. That'll really get me invested in them. Yeah, but the third one is the uh, one dressed in all black, actually. Oh, uh, the black cat. I can't remember her name. But Kuroneko. Kuroneko. Uh, that one, I... Uh, I... I don't know. I don't want him to end up with any of them. No? No, not at all. Then who do you want him to end up with? Maybe Sauri? I, I, okay, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the worst character has to be this girl, Sauri Vagina. Sauri Vagina. So Sauri Vagina is... Sauri Vagina? Sauri Vagina is so annoying, oh, so over the top, so... She's just... So many, so many characters in Ore Emo are just archetypes with no nuance, no subtlety, nothing like that. They just take characters, amp them up to their fullest, not in an entertaining way, just in a frustrating way. Frustrating? Remington, aren't you, like, enamored by how sweetly they become friends and how they quickly they pass just the normal acquaintance level to just being best friends? 
Yeah, there's no growth in their characters or their relationship. Just one moment they're ignoring each other, the next they hate each other, the next they love each other. Done, there we go. That's how it works. That's how friendship is built, except it's fucking not. I mean, there's a lot of uh, arguments in our friendship, wouldn't you say? <laughs> uh, there, there, there certainly are. But our friendship has developed much more gradually than this heaping pile of trash. Trash, you say? Oh, yeah. You think this anime is just trash? I think it's far worse than that, but I'm trying not to be too explicit. <laughs> All right. Okay. But, Remington, how can this anime be trash when there are so many overwhelmingly positive reviews for it? So in, in part one, I was already asking why to all the people who like it. I, I told them, email us, tell me why you like it. I'm going to say, if any of you were considering emailing but haven't, tell you what, don't email answering why. Instead, email and apologize for your terrible opinion. <laughs> <laughs> because this isn't a matter of, hmm, you know, I can understand why some people would like it, but I'm not a fan. No, this is bad. This is terrible. The only reason anybody would like it is two possible reasons, Sean. Two. Wow. Two. Number one, they are a sitcom and they just want to bang little sisters. And so this totally does it for them. That's possibility number one. Two, they are, they feel like they are a lonely, misunderstood otaku who feel like this anime really fights the man and represents them, even though it does that in the worst possible way. If you don't fall into one of those two categories, I genuinely cannot fathom why you would enjoy this anime. But Remington, it's got cute girls as characters. Every anime has cute girls, and they don't try and use incest, and oh god, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, let's talk a bit more specifically about the characters then. Specifically, let's talk about Saori for starters. Like, mm. Saori is a very interesting character, isn't she? I guess? Well, I mean, she's just kind of this leader of this online female otaku group and uh, invites Kirino and Kuroneko out to a meeting to try and get to know other female otakus. She, she's just so overbearing and she tries so hard to be eccentric. And for an anime that's trying to emphasize that, hey, otakus are okay, she represents the worst kind of otaku because she is just so eccentric and awkward and weird and trying really hard to be different. I feel slightly affronted because you kind of just described me throughout high school. <laughs> There's a reason we're much closer now, Sean. Oh, dear. <laughs> so you're not a big fan of her then? Not at all. Okay. What about Kuroneko then? Uh, the, the black cat. Uh, she is slightly better. She may be my favorite female character in this anime, but that's not necessarily a huge compliment to her she's dark and brooding and super bitchy but to too much of an extreme extent to such an extent that i don't believe her as a character and so i sort of just tune out <laughs> what if i told you that kuroneko is usually everybody's favorite uh, girl to end up with the main character i i guess i agree I agree for a lack of other options, so maybe I understand? And what if I was to tell you that this anime, the first three episodes, 
don't even come close to the lowest point in this entire anime. Oh, God, why? I'd hurt, Sean. Yeah? I would hurt deep down inside. What if I told you that the overall ending of this entire show is what basically ruined it for the vast majority of, pe of people that liked it? You know what, Sean? That makes me hopeful. That makes me hopeful because in my mind, the only thing that could ruin it for all the people who like it would be if Kyosuke decided he doesn't want any of them, which is what I want. I feel like the only way that it would be ruined for those who enjoy it is if I got what I want. So that makes me more hopeful than anything else. I can't wait to crush your hopes and dreams, Rem. Oh God. But at any rate, let's talk about Kyosuke. What are your thoughts on him? Kyosuke, so at the beginning, I was worried that he was going to be the bland bitch protagonist that we have seen every time. Okay, and what do you think now? He is still a bland bitch protagonist, but he's my favorite character in the show. Really? I don't like him at all. <laughs> but I think there's just one primary reason why I like Kyosuke. And what's that? I feel like he's me. In a small example, I am not a bland bitch. However, when Kyosuke goes and he sees this huge closet full of erotic games and anime, he is confused, he is frustrated, he doesn't really want to be involved, and that seems very reminiscent of a certain podcast that I'm involved with, Sean. I don't like the fact that, with that analogy, you're insinuating that I am Kirino. <laughs> Yes, Sean, what I'm trying to say is that you are the little sister trying to bang me. That is the moral of this story, and I think that's what this podcast has really been about all along. I don't like that ending, Remington. <laughs> it's almost like the anime itself has just materialized in the real world. <laughs> I don't think I can handle that. But truly, beyond the whole, like, beyond the whole wanting to fuck your sister and how understanding he is about it, I feel very similar to how he feels and reacts in the show. Okay, do you have an example of, of your favorite Kyosuke moment then? Like what made, what really sold him for you? You know what, there was one moment, He's. it was uh, the first time he played an erotic game for his sister, which is a very weird sentence to say right now. But he was given some options on what to do with his little sister in the game. And he just kicked her out of the bed, uh, very ruthless. And his sister was pissed about it. But it's like, yeah, don't bang your sister. Good choice in the game, buddy. <laughs> and then his, his real sister got mad at him and he was very confused. And he was just trying to live his life as he would. And I was like, I get you, man. I feel for you. So basically, you were happy that the direction he was going in was... Staying the hell away from his sister and not wanting to bang him at all. Yeah, he, he was somewhat reluctant to get into the incestual side of things, sort of. Yeah, wouldn't it be terrible if that very good character trait completely flipped on its head by the end of the series? Yeah, terrible, but not surprising. Yeah. All right, then let's talk about the real subject of this show. The most important character in this show. I can't even say that with a straight face. Uh, let's talk about Kirino. Okay. Kirino is the little sister. Doesn't that make you happy, Remington? Not in this anime, it doesn't. Aw, oh, but isn't she cute with her little over-the-top sundere antics? 
She's just a really bad tsundere. How so, Remington? She fits the archetype so perfectly. Uh, she, she fits the archetype-ish. The problem with it is that she's really, really bitchy, and even her dare side doesn't have me rooting for her. It's not a push-pull type thing. It's just get her off of my screen. I am so done with her. I feel uncomfortable and frustrated. I want to go home. But isn't it the typical Sundere thing that to misunderstand what the male character is saying and then just sock him? Yeah, there was a lot. If we can briefly go into a tangent, there's a lot of domestic violence in their households. I wouldn't say a lot. There is more than is okay. Well, let's break it down one by one then, shall we? First instance is after he discovers the DVD and the confrontation goes on and he decides, well, whatever, could you just throw this away from me if it's not actually yours type of thing? Yeah. Willing to ignore it. And she, of course, shows a little Cinder side where it's like, would you hate it if I like this? And he'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't care. And in the middle of the night, he is woken up with a slap to the face and his little sister straddling him. Yeah, which is not acceptable under any circumstances, especially when it's your sister, especially when it's underage. There's just so many things wrong with this. Anyway, domestic violence, part one. Well... You know, slaps him awake and then goes to talk about the whole anime thing. Fair enough. Then he goes back to bed after that. And then she straddles him and slaps him awake again. Yeah, so then we have uh, domestic violence example number two. And let's see. Off the top of my head, there wasn't a whole lot of domestic violence in number two. Yeah, in episode two, I don't think there was any. But in episode three, there's one really big example. Oh, I don't know what you could be talking about at all, Remington. Episode three, it closes with this big confrontation between the kids and their dad, and where the dad has discovered the eroge. He's discovered the erotic game, and he is not okay with that. What? You think there's something wrong with a 14-year-old girl playing with an 18-year-old plus game? I mean, I think that it's not a huge deal. It makes me uncomfortable, but teenagers... They're going to be doing that stuff because they're teenagers, but the dad does not find it acceptable. And he lists, initially, his number one reason that he talks about before anything else is because that makes his daughter an otaku, and that is not okay. That's his opening reason. He is just pissed about that. Because that overall is the premise of the entire anime is that she is an otaku and the world cannot accept that. Which is the stupidest plot I have ever heard. But her, their dad figures out about that. He's pissed. He gets so mad at his daughter that she runs out. She leaves. And then her brother has to chase her. They sort of make up and everything is fine. Then the brother returns and he confronts the dad. I also like how when uh, he finds his sister, she turns around and full on elbows him in the face. Oh yeah, domestic violence example part three. Like, elbow right to the nose. Like, it could have broken his nose if he, she had been any stronger. So easily. So he catches up, he goes back and he confronts his dad, right? And he's telling her, he gives this way too long emotional spiel just about she likes it and it makes her happy. So it shouldn't matter how she's looked upon by society because if it is fulfilling to her, that's all that counts. Counts. Meanwhile, they're talking 
about little sister incest games, giving this dramatic speech about anime and visual novels about incest. Well, it's not always blatant incest. Sometimes it's just implied. Like they could oh. not be related by blood. It's fine. Oh, implied incest. So much better. Because, you know, it's the implication that's really getting people off. It's not the fact that they think it's incest. It's that they don't know. Oh, wait, no. It is the incest. <laughs> so you're saying everybody's channeling their inner Ted Cruz then. <laughs> exactly. And so, after confronting this, the father says, it's not about any of that, even though the dad just explained it was all about all of that. And the dad just explains, it's just the rating of the game. It's rated for adults only, so I don't want my 14-year-old daughter playing games that she shouldn't be allowed to play. To which, the brother comes up with a genius idea. Oh, this idea was phenomenal. He goes up and he says, Dad, yes, she shouldn't be playing those games. She is too young. But they're my games. They're all my games. To which the dad had the same response I would. So you're saying that you've been spending time in your little sister's room, on your little sister's computer, with your little sister alone, playing erotic games about fucking little sisters. Yup. Yeah. What a defense. Isn't that great? Doesn't that really make you synthesize with... Kyosuke, like, don't you really feel that he is doing the right thing to defend his little sister and her hobby? And so then the dad goes up and he just clocks his son right in the face. Very violent, very intense. And that is domestic violence example four. Yeah, no, it was just a straight up punch to the face from his father, who is quite a big dude. Yeah, he's massive. Unlike any of his children, the children have no resemblance to their parents. It is no relation or to each other. They're just four random people they got together. It's like you had bad casting in a movie family, but they're not live action, so you have no excuse. You drew them. <laughs> yeah, basically... And, I don't know, don't you think the heat of the moment passion really added to the drama of the entire scene? No, they tried to make this such a strange, almost liberating, powerful freedom speech. And I did not care at all because it's about anime. It's just about anime. If you like anime, watch your anime. Nobody should care this much about anime. Just anime, Remington? And erotic visual novels. Okay, that's a bit more accurate. Because you just about, you know, sent everybody who enjoys anime as far away from our podcast as humanly possible. <laughs> I do recognize at this point that it may come across as me being critical to the concept of anime, which to a certain extent is accurate. However, it's not me saying that anime doesn't matter or people shouldn't watch it. It's saying that you should never care so much about something like anime that if somebody says that it's anything but amazing or if somebody disses the idea of anime, you decide to run away from home or disown your daughter. So you're saying it's okay to like things, but it's not okay to ruin your life because of said things. 
Exactly! There are some causes that you can ruin your life for. The big things, if you want to go and ruin them for some great moral or activist reason, then it's much more understandable you're trying to change the world. You know what's not going to change the world? Your love of anime. That doesn't make it wrong, but it means you gotta put it into perspective. But Remington, my love of anime is how I'm gonna change your world. Oh god. And and changing it has, though I am not sure for the better. Oh, don't worry, Remington, it will get better. Before we finish talking about this particular anime, though, let's talk about the subject of visual novels themselves. How about that? Alright. So, this whole anime, believe it or not, is set up almost exactly like a visual novel. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah, so it's set up in a way that it has a fairly straightforward story about characters where Kyosuke is the main character reacting to all these other characters and it'll occasionally make references like showing little uh, option icons that show out throughout the show. Yeah, we had an example of that in that final dramatic scene of episode three. Yeah, and what if I told you that the entire first season is based exactly like that but in the final episodes of oh, this season... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I think I know. I think I know. I think I've cracked the case. You... Really? I, I'm curious. The the reason... the you, you mentioned that so many people hate the final episode, the finale, and the reason isn't what I wanted it to be, that he doesn't choose anybody. The reason is going to be that it's all a visual novel. None of it was real, it's just maybe even a sister playing the visual novel, and that's it. That's what it's gonna be. Eh, no. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I get so confident with these ideas, Sean. Yeah, the problem is, is you're usually wrong. Yep, yep. But no, it's more... that I'm just talking about the end of the first season, is what I'm talking about. Because the ending of the first season is actually divided into three episodes. Oh, okay. All right. New hypothesis that I'm super confident in. I hope you're right about this one. All right. My new hypothesis is at the end of the final episode, it, it well, it cuts into three and it cuts into him choosing all three so that they don't make a definitive decision. Instead, they just cheap out and say, whichever one you want, just watch that bit and you'll be fine. And... God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's you're not that lucky. Again, I'm just talking about the first season here. I'm, I felt so confident in both you're of these on the responses. Right, you're on the right track, man. I commend you for your efforts, but no. New hypothesis. Oh. They all die because they deserve it and everything is awful, and we recognize this is the start of the apocalypse both in the show and in real life. What, the, the little sister dystopia? <laughs> yes, the little sister dystopia has begun, Sean. Truly, this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> so that is the weirdest thing about this oral ordeal is because it's so focused on otaku culture that it references visual novels as a whole, but it highlights a lot of the really crappy things about it, if you've noticed. Yeah, I don't think that it defended otakus very well. So is there anything else we should discuss before giving our final thoughts, Sean? Honestly, I think we've just about got it covered. All right, well, then I'll, I'll give my final thoughts. You see, Sean, the problem with Ore no Emota ga Konani Kawaii Waki Ganai, which I totally didn't just read badly off of your phone, is that 
the characters don't work. The plot is both convoluted and still pretty boring. There's nobody to really like or root for. Unless this has tropes that you are all in on, there is no reason for a general audience to find any appeal within this anime. And that is before we even look towards the fact of the incest or the underage problems, which I feel like I've talked to death. So with all of those things in mind, this is probably the worst thing you have shown me so far. But Remington, your little sister can't be that cute. Mmm, son of a bitch. <laughs> and as you might imagine, I'm of a similar vein. Thank goodness. Yeah, not a big fan of the whole undertones of incest, but I understand why there are so many people that really enjoy this. And I will admit there are some comedic moments later in the series that did have me chuckling. But overall, Kirino just uh, constantly proves that she's a perfect example of a bad sundere because the physical abuse just intensifies from this point onwards. Oh, jeez. Like, there's a classic anime scene where there's some awkward uh, mm, positioning, let's say. Fuck. That involves poor Kyosuke getting socked really hard, even though it's not his fault. Sounds about right. And it's just overall, there's not enough inspiring characters to make you enjoy them. The only character that does have some kind of focus that is kind of interesting is Kuroneko, but that doesn't really happen until, like, the second season. Oh, man. Yeah. It's not... It's just not good. I am willing to say that. Thank goodness we're in agreement. But, no, it's a slice-of-life romantic comedy, Remington. Yay. <laughs> I can't wait to show you what I have planned for next week, though. I don't like the sound of this already. Because I can get back to my curriculum! Oh, of course, your curriculum. Yay, curriculum! I've got one more question for you, Remington. Yep. Would you like to go watch some more episodes with me? Nope, nope, no way in hell! Oh, just one more, Remington. Not a single one ever in my life. Unless you tell him otherwise. No, oh, God. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you giving us the time of day. If you have any comments, questions, feedback, or anything of the sort, then you can send an email over on to animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And please be nice to your little sisters.